Good morning, everybody. Um, if you're a first-time caller, we're glad to have you here. I want to remind everybody that this is not associated with any company, any denomination, or any specific church. Uh, it's just a group of believers that like to get together on Wednesday mornings and uh, for a short devotional. Um, today our devotional is going to be led uh, by Jacob James, and I'll go ahead and turn it over to Jacob. Hi. Good morning, everybody. Um, I know everybody's geared up for the fourth. I know I am. And uh, so I'm going to hopefully not keep it too long. Uh, every time I practice for this, uh, you know, the devotional, I always find out I've gone way too long. And so uh, my daughter, my six-year-old, actually taught me something. She, uh, she talks to Siri on her iPad and put me on a timer yesterday. So she said, Daddy, you got ten minutes. And she said, Siri, count down ten minutes. And uh, if I had 10 minutes, so I went outside and played with my daughter. Um, but it taught me how to use Siri, too, and to be able to time myself. So I'll try to stay within the time to the time. Um, before we start, um, I just want to quickly just say a quick prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this morning, guys, where we can come together, how that we can uh, meet you right here today. And we're free to do so. Father, if you'll just come onto this call with us, teach us what we, we need to hear, Lord. Father, we love you. Amen. So I, ha- I was going to do one thing and a chance to do something different, because right now I'm reading this book called Ecclesiastes. And it's a book that's uh, written by a man named Solomon. Um, if anybody knows who uh, Solomon is, he wrote most of the Proverbs. And... Uh, Solomon was the wisest man ever to live, and God granted him that. God came to Solomon and he said, Solomon, he had just taken over the kingdom from his father. His father was King David. Solomon was born as David and Bathsheba, if you know the story. And God came to him and said, Solomon, what, what can I do for you, Solomon? He says, God, I just want wisdom. I want wisdom to know you. I want wisdom to rule the people of Jerusalem. And God was so happy, so pleased with what Solomon asked for, that he gave Solomon all the wisdom. In fact, Solomon was the wisest man to ever walk the earth, other than Jesus. Solomon was the wisest man. The book of Ecclesiastes starts out with this line. And Solomon's looking back on his life. Again, he wrote most of the Proverbs for wise sayings to help all of us with godly life. And the start of Ecclesiastes starts out very sad. In fact, most of the book is very sad. As Solomon looks back and he reflects on his life right before he's dying, and he says these words in Ecclesiastes 1, verses 2, meaningless, meaningless, utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. And that's Solomon looking back on his life. And God gave Solomon wisdom, but in all that wisdom, Solomon turned to pursue anything and everything that this life could offer. He pursued many relationships, concubines and wives, pursued material possessions, pursued his fame. He was so famous, people came from far and wide to hear him speak on his wisdom. And Solomon, in all this, he forgot about God. And he's looking back on his life and he says, Man, why did I do this without God? So at the end of the book, Solomon concludes this. At the end of Ecclesiastes, chapter 12, verse 13, Solomon said, Fear God 
must love and respect God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of a man. And I wrote in my Bible really big. I wrote one single purpose in life. This is what Solomon concluded. It's to know God, to love God, to love others. And it's a choice. It's a choice. And so here's how Solomon says it. And he says this in Proverbs. And this is what Jesus says too. He says it in, in, the, in the New Testament. It's kind of like this. Every morning Jesus shows up at your front door. He knocks on your door. He goes and he sits in a rocking chair on your front porch. You come to the front door. Maybe you got coffee, orange juice, whatever. You open the door. You see Jesus sitting in your rocking chair. You go sit in your rocking chair next to Jesus. Say, good morning, Jesus. And you and Jesus have a conversation. Jesus, this is what's going on in my life. And Jesus talks to you. And you talk to him. And at the end of the conversation, Jesus says, I love you. And you say, I love you, Jesus. Jesus says, have a good day. He says, if you need me, I'll be here for you. I'll be here for you. If you need me, you just call on me. I will be with you today. Okay, Jesus. The next morning, Jesus knocks on your door. Every single morning, he's knocking on your door. And the problem is that God is way more willing to listen to us than we are to ever talk to pray to him. When I read the Bible, I feel God's heart. When I spend time with God, every single morning when I spend time with Him, it's an opportunity where I get to feel His heart. And I get to know what matters to God. Not to me, what matters to God. About three weeks ago, I had vacation. It was the second week in uh, June. And the Friday before my vacation, I had something happen to me that had not happened in a very, very long time. I had a customer get very, very upset. A situation happened, and it was just something that was out of my control. And they wanted me at their house now, today. You need to come to my house right now. And I said, I'm sorry, I can't do that. It's Friday afternoon. I told them I'm leaving on vacation next week. I can't be there. But I'll be there the first week I get back from vacation. They hung up the phone, and they started calling anybody and everybody within my company. I called them back and I said, look, I'll be there Monday morning. I'll be on my way down there Monday morning, first day of my vacation. I was really upset about it. I was angry. I was bitter. I woke up that Monday morning and I met Jesus on the front porch. I sat with him in a rocking chair and I talked to him. I told him how I felt. And Jesus told me, Jacob, just have gratitude in your day. Find gratitude in me. And so on that day, when I was so upset, Jesus gave me one of the most joyous days I have ever had, an amazing day. I start my trip, and I'm writing down everything to be grateful for. First thing that happens, I'm almost out of gas. I'm running out of gas. There's a lot more to the story, but I'm almost out of gas, and I was thankful that I could get gas, thankful that I'm not stranded on the side of the road. I go further down the road, and I see Bob White quail. And I was like, what? I haven't seen Bob White quail in years. And that's my favorite bird. I love Bob White quail. I saw Bob White quail. I wrote that down. I go further down the road. I see two girls 
teenage girls riding a four-wheeler on a backcountry road in the middle of nowhere in Georgia, and they're smiling, their hair's blowing in the wind. They wave to me. I wave back to them, see them in the rearview mirror, and I just think of summertime, and I think all their joy that was all over them, they just spilled out on me. Kids, just youthful and joy in life. I go further down the road, and I'm surrounded by cotton and corn soybeans, peanuts, that's it. On both sides of the road, that's all I could see. A few John Deere tractors, and it was like a slice of heaven. I go to my job, I do my work, I leave my work. I'm still asking God, I want you. I want you right now. Help me with this day. I leave. I call my mom. I'm going back through Columbus, Georgia. My mom lives right outside Columbus, Georgia. I pick up the phone. I haven't had lunch. I haven't seen my mom in a while. I call her. I said, Mom, will you come eat lunch with me today? I'm passing through Columbus, Georgia. My mom meets me at an old barbecue restaurant, and we sat there, and we just enjoyed each other and ate some of the finest barbecue you can eat. It was amazing. After that, I go across the street to a CVS pharmacy. I go inside the CVS pharmacy, and I thought I need cash, so I get a $20 bill, cash back. I walk outside, and a lady meets me in the parking lot. I'm about to get to my car. She comes up to me and says, I don't usually do this, but I'm down on my luck. I'm very much down on my luck. Can you give me anything? And I asked her, I said, what is your name? She said, my name's Melissa. I said, Melissa, can I pray for you? She said, I would love for you to. Right there in the CVS pharmacy, in the middle of the parking lot, Columbus, Georgia, we lock hands facing each other we bow our heads and I start praying for Melissa and as I'm praying for Melissa she keeps saying after every sentence she says these words yes Jesus yes Jesus yes Jesus and she starts trembling her hands are shaking her arms are shaking my hands start shaking and she starts sobbing uncontrollably uncontrollably yes Jesus yes Jesus I say amen, and we hug, and she's in tears. And I was just filled with compassion. I gave her the $20. I normally probably wouldn't do that, maybe, however the Lord led me, but I was led to give her the $20. She walks off, and she says, Oh, thank you, God. I knew he was going to be here. Thank you, God. I knew he was going to be here. I get back in my car. I start back down the road, and I'm on this lost highway just outside of Columbus, Georgia, and I see this building on the side of the road, and I've been by this, this road many a times, never seen this building, ever. It's just an old dilapidated building, probably built in the 1900s. It's on the side of the road between agricultural fields. There's nothing there. But on the side of this building was these letters that said, give love an inch, and it'll take the whole sky. Give love an inch, and it'll take the whole sky. I pulled over, I got my camera out, and I took pictures of that. And I felt like that's what God was telling me the whole entire day. Give love an inch, and it'll take the whole sky. You don't have to be mad. You don't have to be upset that you're having to work on your vacation. Give your day to me. Guys, what if you acknowledge a higher power in your day? What if you summons God into your day? God, come into my day. What if you surrendered and said, I'm going to do what I can, God, but God, please come into my life. Take me to a higher place, even more than what I can do. To say to God, I need you, God. I need you in my life. God, you can do it better than I can. 
He shall try me, and I shall come forth as pure gold. Those are the words of Job, chapter 23, verse 10. Job said, even in all this misery, even in all these trials, even in this storm, God, I trust in you. And when I get through this storm, I'm going to come out as pure gold. Why? Because, God, I'm in your will, and you're in this storm with me. You planned this storm. It was set for me. So on this holiday, on on 4th of July, guys, when you're with family, when you see family tomorrow, will you just connect with your family? See where your feet are. Let people know you matter. You matter to me. You're important to me. Father, I thank you so much for this call, God. Thank you for each and every person on this call, God, that you let them here. Your spirit puts them here. It's not by accident, God. Father, that we grow closer to you, God, that we have freedom to come together on a Wednesday morning to express our love for you. God, be with us today. Thank you for this call. Thank you for you and for your son, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.